0: All ill the Welcome everybody to the Tag Your It podcast. I'm Ray Ray, and I am Dave. And Dave that is work? yeah, that worked <laughs> awesome. And so we're uh, happy to. Uh, whoa, I think I, on your, that. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, Dave's side that that was the uh, blasting music from 20 seconds ago. Anyway, so yeah. we're glad to be back in the studio, and at least me in the studio, and uh, Dave is at his home. And so, I, if you guys, you know, you can see it on there. You've got the really cool uh, new bubble of the person that's on the phone um, with us, anyway. And it is Dave Van Beber himself. Um, you can Boom, look at his lovely photograph wow. from him officiating a wedding that I chose right. for him. That's right. That's
1: so, right. Great, great haircut, by the way, man. Yeah.
0: I wonder where great, he got that one. Great haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So yeah. Uh, so we're back. Um, we got Dave. I know that uh, he's. You had some time that you were gone and all that kind of stuff, and it sounded like you had a good time, a good edifying experience. Yeah. You know, I was
1: really, really encouraged to, get to go to camp, and hey, I was really thankful too for you and for Will last week. Oh, that was great. Um, having a really good discussion. I enjoyed getting to listen to it. I don't know that I got much of it live, but I certainly got to listen to it while I was at camp and I played it out loud and just thought, man, this is continuing a great discussion. And I'm thankful for Adam's diligence in this and I'm thankful for Will. So, uh, Will, big thank Mm -hmm. you. I really appreciate you guys filling in for me. It's always been fun every year. You know, again, this is our third summer, Adam, Mm -hmm. of doing this. And so. I was thinking about that every year I've had like two weeks or a week where I'm at camp and we've had someone fill in for me. I think the last two years we've had Adam Kyle do it. Um, So this year having Will do it, just kind of springboarding off of that discussion was really good. So I am always interested in that topic. I don't think I'm done with that topic, at least in my own personal research. Um, I really thought that Will did an excellent job discussing how you use these different, what he called, gosh, I can't even remember the name that he put forward, but the way that he used these kind of awkward ways, uh, awkward topics for evangelism. Yeah. And
0: so that was encouraging to me. So, yeah. yeah. And, and hearing his heart and then also, you know, that, that episode coming out of what we did um, definitely put that frontline approach. Here's somebody that's has dealt with this uh, sort of what you could call a community of people, um, and he's talked to them, he's uh, loved them, and shown them the grace of Christ, the ear of Christ, because Christ would listen to people um, no matter that's how, right. you know, whacked out the other people thought this person was. He would at least give an ear um, and then provide awesome uh, teaching that would honor his father um, in heaven. So, Anyway, um, th- yeah, that was a great episode. So, um, moving on from from that, um, for some housekeeping uh, things that we have, if you, you've been on the uh, Facebook page and Twitter, respectively, we are doing two different sort of competitions um, for the book "Show Me Why Missouri" or "Thoughts from Missouri Baptist on Defending the Christian Faith." So, um, if you're on Facebook, all you need to do is like tag your it, and if you've already liked tag your it, just share it. Um, you're included in that all same with Twitter. Uh, if you're on Twitter, follow us uh, tag pod uh, 1689 on that one. And uh, you can just follow us like it. If you already follow us, you're already included in this. Just uh, retweet um, that um, little uh, timeline thing that we have up there is retweet that. Yeah. Um, so next week when we come together on the podcast, we will announce the winner of, so we'll end up having two of these books Flying out um, here from Springfield, Missouri to wherever you wherever you are, you can have those. Um, so that's the first part of the housekeeping. And Dave, what's next on the radar? So I am glad
1: to put a little plug out for the two debates that we have coming mm-hmm. up. We have Travis and Travis Herenick and Nathan Rager on August nineteenth. Guys, that is really really close. Um, just pulling up my calendar to give you that we are one, two, three weeks away from that. One, two, three weeks away from Mm -hmm. Travis and Nathan Rager debating. And so I'm excited. Again, that proposition is resolved. The Word of God is most effectively preserved in the King James Version of the Bible. I think you and I are probably going to need to talk about a little discussion between you, Travis, and I to maybe look at his case a little bit. But yeah. uh, other than that, you know, that's not, not, that's not us like planning against Nathan Rager. I'm sure if he wanted to show us anything, we'd be happy to give him some feedback and thoughts. Yeah. But uh, it should be a really neat debate. should be a lot of fun. And just want to encourage anyone who's listening to go to the Facebook page and share the picture yes. that we've uh, that Adam has created as a poster i think that that's a great way to get that information out and get that word out invite your friends who don't know anything about christianity um, invite some folks if you know a king james Onlyist. Uh, encourage them to listen to the debate i think it's going to be a solid debate travis's first debate and i don't know if mr ragers participated in any debates before i think we're the first folks to give him a platform like this so no. we're happy to do it and then Adam, you have your debate.
0: Yes, where I'll be uh, debating. uh, Yeah, so we, I'll be debating a guy named Brandon Mullins. Um, He's uh, from Michigan. He's in the Masonic Order up there, and so we'll be debating the uh, proposition: um, Freemasonry is consistent with Christianity. So he will be affirming that position and i'll be negating that position and that is also on the tag Your it podcast um, live and will be available for download on our podcast platforms Um, and so whenever it's we're talking about the live thing it'll be six o'clock on september 30th right here where you're at watching this right now So, yeah, those are the two big things coming up. Other than that, uh, we just uh, have some episodes that will be forthcoming, and we'll get those out on the event page on our Facebook so you guys can uh, know what we're getting into um, before we get into it and uh, hopefully uh, provide some uh, feedback, uh, interact with us. And that's what I want to say is we had an awesome uh, bit of interaction with one of our past episodes and uh, had a conversation about it. So um, I I, I thought – I think – the person that gave us the feedback, like that's what we want. And um, so um, if there's any way that we can get that out, Hey guys, get in the comment box and uh, just interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. If we say anything on the show, or if there's anything weird on the show after the fact, let us know. We would like to then go back research. And if we need to repent, if we need to uh, reevaluate something, we will um, because that's our daily life. This man on my shirt said it himself, our lives are uh, it's a daily repentance issue um in the Christian life. So um with that yeah, said, Yeah, let me just oh, yeah. off that Go real
1: quick. It. I really appreciated the individual that sent us the message. Um it was actually an episode that we had done a little while ago. I he was catching up on them and he listened to it and said, Hey, I didn't like the way certain things were said and I don't think this individual was um portrayed correctly. And so, you know, I personally have to do a little bit more research on that mm. situation, and then once I've gotten my position, because I, do, I don't do think this person is being dishonest uh, at all, I'm going to go back and I'm going to look at some of the things that were stated, and then I'm going to correct them um, on the podcast. That's a, a thing we need to do. We don't want to misrepresent people. We don't want to belittle people. We have a passion for the truth, and as Christians, we want more than anything to be very straightforward about, um, how we can, uh, at least submitting to the reality that we make mistakes. How's that? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And then also, uh, Travis, uh, Renick has actually asked us a question if our Missouri state campus debate still on, and we are still working on that so we'll let you guys know as soon as we know we will let you guys know so
1: (laughs) it doesn't look like it's going to be at missouri state it looks like it's going to be at the library center um just because the parking is a little bit easier but i don't know if that's going to be i'm assuming it's going to be the south library center there in springfield which i actually think is going to be a little bit better deal it'll get us a little bit closer to uh oh goodness it'll get us um in the how can i put it it will allow us to have a better um a better avenue of individuals, yeah, yeah. Um, that we can engage. Um, yeah, so
0: so all right. Sorry, well. my
1: phone was being funny there. Oh, you're Adam. Fine. That's why I. Popped, They're not seeing so. any of that.
0: It's all. It's all in my eye, my peripheral right yeah, now. So yeah, I
1: know you.
0: <laughs> so anyway, let, let's get on with the show tonight. Um, so yeah, you got all the news out of the way, all that stuff. So anyway, tonight um, we just wanted to bring two um, things uh, to talk about uh, on the podcast. And the first one, um, we are in the aftermath of a lot of stuff that went down the past week, week and a half, um, with a man named Joshua Harris. And so we'll deal with him, and then we'll move on from there to talk about why we debate. So um, to preface uh, the debate issue, I had posted up our two past debates from 2017 Um, thought that would be a good uh, chance to, Hey, we got some debates coming back up again. We hadn't done this in a while and, uh, just, uh, rehash. Why do Christians debate? Why do Dave and I debate? Um, and hopefully why should you, um, debate, um, and you know, the varying ways of that you can take, you know, that, you know, define that anyway. So, um, in light of that, we'll start out with the first topic today, uh, Joshua Harris. Um, Dave, who is Joshua Harris yeah. for one? So,
1: if you've noticed, I, if you're like me, and I don't know if you're in the same situation, I really, even last week, uh, so just to jump back a week ago today, it might have been a week ago, like last weekend. Um, Joshua Harris, the author of I Kiss Dating Goodbye, which was written in 1997, as well as a few other books, and um, I could go through them one by one too, Boy Meets Girl, which is essentially um, – uh, since he's kissed dating goodbye, yeah. he had to have a, another means of um, engaging the opposite sex, and that's where uh, Boy Meets Girl – is about, uh, that's where that kind of jumps in. He has a few other little ver- books as well, but mostly he's famous for his 1997 book, I Kiss Dating Goodbye. And if you're like me and you travel in the circles that I travel and you really couldn't, I say travel, my social media settings are, if yours are any one like mine, you could not get past the multiple um, mentions of this guy because last week it was announced that he was going to be divorcing his mm-hmm. wife crazy thing that a guy that many millennials had looked to as an expert in dating and in Christian courtship, because that's essentially what Boy Meets Girl is about, It's Christian courtship. And the girl that I dated in high school wanted me to read I Kiss Dating Goodbye. I did not read it, by the way. <laughs> um, I might have thumbed through it, but I didn't read it. So Harris announces that he is going to divorce his wife, and he does it in kind of a... Um, The manner in which he presented it left a lot of room for people to speculate if he had even continued to be a Christian. He did an interview with Sojourners Mm -hmm. um, about two months ago. Maybe a little bit longer than that, but somewhere in, that last, in the last year anyways. And there was likewise a real gray area about his orthodoxy. He yeah. didn't answer questions very clearly. Now, this is pretty crazy because when we look at Joshua Harris as an individual, none of this is to try to, to bash him or to beat him down. Um, in fact, I remember, I believe it was 2014, he came and he spoke at uh, Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Chapel And he admitted, he's like, you know, I didn't go to seminary first. I just jumped, I wrote a book and I just jumped right into the pastorate. And of course, that's when C.J. Mahaney, who was one of the lead pastors at Covenant Life Church and was one of the founders of Sovereign Grace Ministries, Mm -hmm. um, C.J. Mahaney, who was the pastor of essentially a Calvinistic. Uh, or reformed leaning mega church so a southern baptist church um cj mahaney was also big in together for the gospel mm-hmm. with mark dever and uh albert moeller so we're talking like a, a big dude uh, Ligon duncan and cj mahaney were like were like bros as well yeah and so this guy grabs harris he just like pushes him out on the stage and so by 2004, Harris is a pastor, a full-time pastor, doesn't have a seminary degree. He's essentially a Christian who wrote a book and had another guy grab him. And now he's a pastor of a megachurch. And of yeah. course, he continues to come out with books until about two years ago. He comes out and says, man, I screwed up. I messed up when I wrote I Kissed Dating Goodbye, and I renounced what I said. That was bad. That was hateful. That was evil. Yeah. And so then fast forward to where we are and it was yesterday or was it two days ago? He posts a very direct message yeah. to his Instagram and that's kind of where we're going to unpack. Yeah. Things. And so How got was that? This, I mean, I hope that wasn't like too fly by the seat of your pants or too quick, but that's essentially the history of the yeah. situation.
0: Well, that's, I mean, so. that's good. That's what people need to hear if they don't know who he is or if they know who he is, but no, don't know, no much about, what ha- you know, him and what's happening. But anyway, um, we have a article from CNN. Um, Rob Pachetta Pichet- yeah. <laughs> of CNN wrote this, and it's uh, dated today at 3.05 p.m. actually. yeah, And it says, a former pastor who wrote a best-selling book on traditional relationships has confirmed the end of his marriage, apologized for opposing LGBTQ rights, and announced he is no longer a Christian. So like he said, you know, he wrote this book, He's ended up renouncing it, um, but it's not just renouncing the book itself. It's uh, everything that he ever was um, at the very beginning. Of two. So,
1: yeah, and here's the other thing from that CNN article. And again, many on the secular left love when this stuff happens. Mm-hmm. It is exciting for them when someone like Harris jumps out and says, I was wrong about uh, LGBTQ plus folks. I was wrong about jesus like they just love that that is uh he's gonna sell more books because of this i promise you in the next few um weeks next few months he's gonna have some type of book out or some type of
0: project that he's working on uh, (laughs) yeah i kissed i kissed kissed christianity Christianity goodbye goodbye. yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah i mean yeah keep on going well
1: we've seen this happen in people like Derek webb people like Mm -hmm. um rob bell I would say individuals like Mark Driscoll, I would throw him in to some of these things. Not that Driscoll has left Christianity or even that he's left conservative evangelicalism, but he's failed to um, be serious in his submission to what scripture says. And I say that because we know that people are going to fall away from the Christian faith. And John, tells us in 1 John chapter 2, verse 18, that they went out from us, but mm-hmm. they were not one of us, for if they would have been of us, they would have continued with us, but they went out that it might become plain that they are not of us. Yeah. And so Joshua Harris might call himself an ex-Christian, but from a consistent Christian perspective, you do not just leave the Christian faith. Yeah. You, had, you had deceived yourself into thinking you were a Christian, and here's the sad thing. When someone like C.J. Mahaney ran into a guy like Joshua Harris, the first thing that they shouldn't have been thinking about was, how can we elevate this guy to the pastorate? Right?
0: Yeah. That is oh, yeah.
1: not what should have happened. Again, it's really clear in First Timothy chapter 3. If anyone aspires to the office of an overseer, they desire a noble task. And it says in verse six that they shouldn't be a recent convert, yeah. Because if they are, then they're going to be puffed up. Now I'm going to um, I'm not trying to um like interject something into scripture, but that concept of a recent convert, yeah. In other words, they shouldn't be someone who's immature, yeah. And so what was the credentials of Joshua Harris when C.J. Mahaney engages him? He was a Christian guy who wrote a very legalistic book. It sold a bunch of copies.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, he gets put up there, and then it becomes... You know, he comes uh, big and puffed up in his pride, you know, and so he might not admit that or, you know, we're not going to read that and, and go into that today, but it's just that's what happens and you don't get to do that. Um, this propels him into a lifestyle that he has to live for a long time and then we're here. And so the the other side of that, that I like to talk about, because um, I did uh, see some or one of my friends post about this today um, and then I read some of the comments and, you know, I read one of the comments that said... Um, you know, this, this would be a theological issue on that as well. He made he made a profession in Jesus Christ. So once he's made a profession in Jesus Christ, um, you know, because of eternal security, he's fine. And, and so you, we got people going into like ditches everywhere with their, um, so, you know, where you're saying, you know, he was never one of us. Somebody's still saying, well, he is one of us, um, that he's saved even despite this, uh, prof- this lack of, Per, you know his he's still professed so he chose and that choo- his choosing um, keeps him in so once he's in he's in and that's the heresy of the once saved always saved camp that's not the actual doctrine of perseverance of the saints and so you know how we should how should we always respond to the Derek Webbs um, to uh, especially Derek Webb he's a reformed guy he's calling himself a reformed atheist or um, in this case a guy that's been in the reformed camp Um and renouncing this. Um, we need to talk about perseverance of the saints, and perseverance is they will persevere to the end. The believers will persevere to the end. Now, as he, from the human side of things, what do we see? We see that we need to do church discipline. If he's renouncing Christ, right. he needs to be kicked out of the community and handed over yep, to Satan, as right. Paul did. Um, and yep. and, and so, he, so, from our side now, from God's side, God could still be doing a work and we could still pray for him. We could still think of him. He's still an image bearer of God. We don't hate him. We don't do anything out of malice or anger toward him, but we do church discipline out of grace because hopefully he gets thrown out and then he realizes what he's lost and comes back. And with open arms, he's the prodigal son. And he gets gets, uh, hugged from his church and said, Hey, you had to go on that for a while. Welcome back. Um, You know, as long as Jesus Christ is your Lord. And if I was someone engaging
1: um, Mr. Harris, I would go directly to John chapter 10, verse 28. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my father's hand. And I would say, Brother Harris, you have security in Christ if you have truly believed. And it's okay if you've had struggles and you've had doubts. God can still fix these things in your life. There are believers who can take care of you. And here's where, to me, the rubber really hits the road. Mm-hmm. You see, if you study what has happened to C.J. Mahaney uh, in 2011, he, of course, steps down because there were charges against him. There were charges against others and Sovereign Grace Ministries and within their church that there had been some... Uh, sexual abuse allegations that had come out there in fact in 2012 there's a class action lawsuit against sovereign grace ministries and it states that mahaney covered up sexual abuse so here's what i think is really important mahaney in my in my view of this engages a guy who's a little bit of a rock star says, hey, come be a pastor, dude. The guy is not completely where he should be when it comes to spiritual maturity. And then on top of that, there's these problems of lack of accountability in the church, covenant life church, and in sovereign grace ministries. That ends up falling on Mahaney. And so Harris sees the picture of his mentor, covering for people who have been, uh, who have been committing sexual child sexual abuse, yeah. And so, of course, the guy's devastated. Um, even in 2016, Mahaney becomes the subject of this uh, Washington uh, Post or this Washington Magazine article, the sex scandal that devastated the megachurch uh, inside the rise and fall of Sovereign Grace. Mahaney steps down, or excuse me, Mahaney steps down in 2011, Harris steps down in 2015 around the time that article comes out. And so I'm not saying this to be someone who's like throwing mud, but you can see when, a, when an elder fails to hold people in his church accountable or yeah. to call out sin, it has devastating uh, impacts. The dominoes continue to fall. And I would lead this all the way back to a guy who... Was not qualified for the pastorate being put in the pastorate, yeah. and then individuals not being accountable or being held accountable. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not saying all this to bash any of these folks, but to demonstrate what happens when we act inconsistently with what Scripture says.
0: Yeah, and so yeah, the CNN article goes on to um, kind of quote one of his Instagram photo fo- or yeah, Instagram photos, and we've got that to talk about. Um, so this yeah. is kind of like from his side, him going on Instagram. To uh, talk about uh, the issues he's going through. Let me, I've got to find this. Um, I thought I had it up and it. Hey, no problem. Reset I've got, I've me, got the Instagram go.
1: post yeah. up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he says, My heart is full of gratitude. I wish you could see all the messages people sent me after the announcement of my divorce. They are expressions of love, though um, they are saddened or even strongly disapprove of the decision. I am learning that uh, no group has the market concerned on grace, uh, and that's where I have to say there's, there is a group, yeah. and it's the consistent Christian position um, yeah, that from can define a grace. Presuppositional, yeah. From a presuppositional opinion, number one, Yeah, uh,
1: Christians should be calling him to repent Yeah, and to um, submit to what God's Word says about divorce, and golly, man— Um, Anyone who has been married knows that you go through difficult times. Heck, maybe you even go through long, difficult seasons. But that doesn't mean that you give yourself an excuse to discount and to cut off the covenant relationship that you have made within marriage. That's a serious thing. And this is a serious problem. And now he has basically said, "Nah." A little, a little bit of hardship or maybe even a long period of hardship. I don't care what God says about the covenant of marriage. I don't take it seriously anymore. Yeah. And any Christian should be saying repent, get yeah. right. Yeah, And I then see. again, this idea, anybody who is not a Christian group does not have any seriously authoritative definition of what grace is. And so He's demonstrating that he didn't take God's word seriously to begin with when
0: he says something like that. Yeah, and so then he continues to say this week, I've received grace from Christians, atheists, evangelicals, um, evangelicals twice, Uh, straight straight people, (laughs) LGBTQ people, and everyone in between. Of course, there have been also strong words of rebuke from religious people. Well, correct, consistent rebuke is good. Thank you, people, for sending that. Um, while not always pleasant, I know they are seeking to love me. Um, there have also been spiteful, hateful comments um, that angered and hurt me. Um, the information. Let me go to the, the next one here. Let me. The yeah. Informa- so let me yeah. stop
1: there real quick. Number one, you should not be as a Christian taking seriously the rebuke of anyone who is not a Christian. Yeah. And by that, I'm not saying if someone who is a Christian says you've done something wrong. No. Of course, these people are going to be celebrating. The fact that he has now renounced the seriousness of the covenant of marriage. Of course, these people are going to be excited that he has walked away from the faith. Like, that's not the kind of folks that I want to have embracing me. Yeah. And the Christians are embracing him in corrective love, not, oh man, we just accept you and love you no matter what. No, anyone who really loves a guy would say, dude, you are in sin and you need to repent and you need to make it right. And so he could just easily mark that off, though, because he's going to run to those folks who are telling him, good job, good yeah. job, good job, buddy. Mm-hmm. So, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's
0: fine. And then it goes on to say, the information that was left out of our announcement is that I have undergone a massive shift in regard of my faith in Jesus. The popular phrase for this is deconstruction. The biblical phrase is falling away. That's kind of a weird way to put it <laughs> in my in my opinion but um, by all yeah. the by all the measurements that I have for defining a christian i am not a christian Many people tell me that there is a different way to practice faith, and I want to remain open to this, but I'm not there now. And so if you think about what we just read, it's very—it's still very ambiguous. I think um, it's yeah. definitely uh, trying to put his feelers out there to see who uh, approves of him, who disapproves of him, and then it's going to be on how they end up uh, dealing with him over, you know, not just uh, the past couple of weeks in the aftermath because people do not uh, – you know they don't listen. They're not slow to speak, and uh, you know, and 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 then they get angry out of that. So you know he's putting these feelers out because I mean, if you say you know by all the measurements I have for defining a Christian, I am not a Christian. So he could still say, well, what definition of Christian? Um, well, here's my definition of Christian. I guess you could say I'm mm-hmm. Christian, and so you know this is just a waffle statement. Um, and so, you know, he's he's confused, and so he needs to be treated acor- treated accordingly and told, um, this is the biblical definition of a Christian. Are you this? No, you're not. Okay, then you are out of the fold. Now, I love you, you're an image bearer, but now I've got to treat you as an unbeliever and preach the gospel to you.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's exceptionally discouraging to me to see someone who pastored a church come to a point where he is saying that, number one, he gets to define what a Christian is. Yeah. He should know Scripture well enough to say, according to Scripture, I am not a Christian. But yeah. notice that he goes internally to him. There's the problem. I, I want to say this because I have to say it to myself because it's true to me. Like, and I've said this from the pulpit, too. There are times when I don't like what Scripture tells me, Yeah. right? But guess what? I have to submit to Scripture, Um, when scripture tells me, and I've, I've had people, you know, I'm here in my office today, uh, for our, our show and I've had people tell me in my office, uh, you know, how difficult certain things even in marriage are. And I said, you know what? And and thank God for my dad who has been so good to me. And I, I say that, you know, because marriage is a struggle. We all know, and this is a serious issue though, but not only in marriage, but in every element of our lives, it doesn't matter how we feel. What matters is what Scripture says. Yeah. Where's our ultimate allegiance? And that is uh, when we think about things from a Christian worldview, when we analyze this statement from a consistently Christian worldview, we can see that he's not going to Scripture. And the indication that he's not going to Scripture here should indicate that was his pattern before, right? Yeah. It's about how I feel, not what God has decreed.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, what this uh, definitely tells us as Reformed folks, uh, in Reformed churches, um, as a pastor, um, as brothers and sisters that, were, that are supposed to exhort each other with the Word of God, um, why does he believe this? He's in a reformed, He was in a Reformed denomination that should be, be, should be teaching sola, uh, sola Scriptura and teaching that you start with God and not you and your Bible defines things. So we need to really watch out from our pulpits. We need to watch out in our uh, community groups, uh, just whatever uh, sort of discipling that we're in um, that, uh, you know, this guy, he's acting as though he does not, um, he has not been taught um, correctly on how to define things. And so, yeah, I mean, that's just another little red flag there. Um, But yeah, he goes on to say, Martin Luther said um, that the entire life of believers should be repentance. There's beauty in that sin. Sen- yeah, well, let's go on here and then we can ding it on that. But yeah, so Martin Luther said that the entire life of believers should be repentance. There's beauty in that sentiment regardless of your view of God. That is, what are you
1: repenting for? Yeah,
0: why are you? If you're you not bad. Not have- There's nothing wrong with you. you yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> explain
0: That's your a- existence now.
1: Dude, that is a foolish statement yeah. in any measure. Like, that is ignorant and it actually angers me. So yeah. uh, Yeah.
0: um, (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, unless, unless if you're saying denominationally, the different view of God from say the, say the, the Calvinist or the Arminian or whatever, if, if it's that narrow, okay. But you know, he's doesn't, believe in christ anymore i'm guessing and that in the respect that he used to um whatever that so like i said this is the the ambiguity has led to this is just a you know absurd platitude um sort of mindless rambling on instagram um but yeah there's only beauty in the sentiment um of the that the life of the believers repentance because of the god who sent his son to save us um and that is only made sense of um, and the reality of the triune God um, sending and sending down Jesus Him be indwelling flesh and uh, going to the cross and fulfilling all the law for us and giving us his righteous robes and trade for our filthy rags. That's the only way that repentance is beautiful.
1: Amen. Um, outside Amen. of that, you're not Dude. going
0: to have that.
1: Adam, you just put it 100%. And then if you read on here, Please read on for us, but it just gets more disturbing the farther you go.
0: So it's like, I have lived in repentance for the past several years, repenting of my self-righteousness, my fear-based approach to life, the teaching of my books, uh, my views of women in the church, and my approach to parenting, to name a few. Uh, But specifically, I want to add to the list now to the LGBTQ plus community. I want to say that I am sorry for the views that I taught in my books And as a pastor regarding sexuality. So he's renounced them all. Now, I know personally, I do not know um, what he said because I know that there are people that are very fine people until it comes to this. And I would be um, in disagreement with how we should treat um, anybody with same sex attraction. Um, If they, you know, again, my position is, you know, if you're struggling. Um, And you believe in Christ and you believe that sin, you can be in the congregation and and then we'll talk about leadership as you have progressed in your killing of sin. Um, You can be in the congregation, I'll love you um, if you're not in Christ. Um, with the with the sin struggle, um, then I'm going to treat you as any unbeliever, um, but I'm going to treat you as an image bearer. So, you know, I would disagree with a lot of um, what you would say evangelical folks out there that would be strict, stay out of my church type folks, or you can come in my church, but I'm not really going to befriend you type folks. Um, so, I'm not sure, again, of his views, but whatever his views are, he uh, is definitely repenting of them.
1: Yeah, so no, what you have here is not repentance. Yeah. You have rebellion. Yeah. What he is stating now, and again, I will state, I don't know enough about his books. I just, uh, from what I've heard is they had a fairly legalistic tone. Yeah. All right. Okay. Again, just as a guy who skimmed the book, like, I think I held a copy of both um, I Kiss Dating Goodbye and... Uh, Boy Meets Girl, right? Like, I think I looked at those, scanned them. We're talking like uh, like 19 years ago, 20 years ago, right? Like, eh, somewhere in there, right? So I can't say that I've got a real great familiarity with them. But here's what I can tell you. Scripture's pretty clear about marriage. Scripture's not pretty clear. It's extremely clear about what sexual sin is, like, You literally cannot read the New Testament and not wrestle with sexual immorality. And we define terms historically, grammatically, according to what they meant in that day and in that time, right? And so read almost any of the epistles and you will find Paul speaking directly against sexual immorality, right? Like that is, you cannot get around that. So to say, well, I'm sorry that I held a biblical view of, of sexuality is not repentance. It is rebellion. And so Mm -hmm. this is a, this is a, um, a middle finger to the God who made you. Yeah. This is what he has done in saying these things. He has said, I reject God and what he says. And so. This is very serious and out of love, we would state a Christian cannot consistently hold this position.
0: Yeah. How's that? And so, you know, therefore, you know, we go on and understand from this post that, you know, he has rejected um, just Christianity. I mean, just consistent, any sort of semblance of Christianity, he's rejected it. Um, So he says, uh, continues to say, I regret standing against marriage equality uh, for not affirming you in your place in the church. And uh, for any ways that my uh, writing and speaking contributed to a culture of exclusion and bigotry by what standard is exclusion wrong. You've got to have that. You left your standard now, so you know. For just meat bags matter in motion, we can exclude anybody we want. That's and hey, we just make societal contracts, and so if you're not in that, if you don't participate by our rules, apparently, you know, exclusion is wrong. So you know how um, you know how does the gospel include these people? It includes these people because you are one of them, and you have been washed. So there is no room for you for for boasting or pride or anything. You had to be taken out of your stuff too um so that's what unites us all and adam is our sin and our rebellion toward god um so we are not excluding anybody except for they, they they're they should be excluding themselves and they're wanting in and we are now uh, pandering to them because they want in um but they've ex- they're, they should be excluding themselves because of what we preach so yeah, dude, yeah. um
1: it's disappointing. I like what Michael Horton says. Um, he said it's better to be divided by truth than united in mm. error. Yeah. And so I would say that um, we have certainly excluded people as Christians, and it's not us, it's, it's we. And let yeah. me go back and, and, and reframe that. It's not us, it's we. In sin... When we are in Adam, we are excluded from being in Christ. Yeah. Right. And we have sinned. We are dead in Adam. And so, again, we have excluded ourselves. Yeah. So, he yeah. has no meaningful. Again, I just, everyone who says they want to walk away from God and gets angry about bigotry, that's just exceptionally ignorant. I'm not trying to be mean to Harris here. But bigotry means nothing once you've walked away from God.
0: Yeah. And then what he goes on. Bigotry means nothing. Yeah, and then he goes on to say, I hope you can forgive me. Um, so you hope that uh, in this situation, for pragmatic purposes, so they don't hunt you down and kill you anymore, that's the only reason why you are asking for forgiveness. Because there is no meaning for forgiveness from even them as you've walked away from Christ. So why are you asking for forgiveness? Oh, probably to save yourself now. I mean, that's just the only way you can explain it. Um, You know, you can get, you can go into moral objectivism um, that we were talking about, you know, underneath uh, the, what's her name, Anne Rand. Um, It's just selfish um, forgiveness is what you're looking for or what else you have. So unfortunately, you know, everything that you're doing is absurd. Um, Repenting or, or repenting of what you've done in Christ and everything that you've ever believed. Um, which is actually rebellion um, in the in our worldview, um, and now you're at, you're asking for our things you're borrowing from our worldview now to ask them for forgiveness. That doesn't even make sense. It's so that's that's just the sad position that he's in. Um, and then he ends. Maybe I oh. took
1: like yeah. Maybe I took like a really negative approach, but but yeah. read that last line because it begins to really uh, it really chafes at me. Yeah. Because what he is doing here is. He's still trying to be a middle ground person, yeah, right? Yeah, and so this he's trying is, to yeah, walk the middle of the road. There's, there's no neutrality. Many, yes, Amen. Not only is there no neutrality, uh, and again, we've heard Bonson say that. We know that Vantilla said, said that. Margaret Thatcher has this great statement. She says, "It's dangerous to walk in the middle of the road." Because when you walk in the middle of the road, you risk getting hit by traffic from both sides. This guy is classically trying to walk in the middle of the road. And again, not only is it impossible, but he has literally attacked both sides on this. Those in unbelief and those in belief. Because there is no consistency in what he's saying. Look what he says. To my Christian friends, I'm grateful for your prayers. What do prayers mean once yeah. you've rejected God?
0: Yeah. I they mean, go to
1: the ceiling. So, so you're, you're, you're happy
0: day. that Christians are still thinking of you? Well, they should. They should be thinking of you and they should be praying for your repentance. Um, you should not be grateful for that because it's going to be painful. And apparently, you don't Amen. want pain because you wouldn't be doing this if you didn't want to suffer any sort of affliction. Mm. So don't be grateful for yeah. prayers if you don't like pain, um, you know, but. Hopefully, um, you come back to the fold. Man, open arms. We're open. Lordship of Jesus Christ is all there—that's you need, and you're in. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he what says, a don't take it. Deal. Yeah, but he says, don't take it personally. <laughs> if I don't immediately return calls, uh, I can't join in. Or I can't join in your morning. I uh, don't view this uh, moment negatively. I feel very much alive and awake and surprisingly hopeful. I believe uh, with my sister Julian that all shall be well and all manner of things shall be well. So he is looking for a happy ending. Um, He's pronouncing his prophecy of a happy ending. So we shall see. Um, Is he a brother that is just in the midst of a hard time in his life? Um, like I said, he needs to be cast out of the church community. Um, Will he come back? Um, We can't make those claims. All we can do is treat him as what he's showing. He's justified his faith in himself um, by his works of himself. And so, therefore, we treat him as an unbeliever and we preach the gospel to him. And so, if you guys have any, uh, if if you've seen anybody blast him, um, be a great apologist and say, he's an image bearer treat him as such. That's right. Such was one well, of you. <laughs> you know, such were you. Uh,
1: there's a few other little pieces that I want to hit real quick yeah. on this. Number one, I think it shows the seriousness of the sexual abuse scandal in many churches. And I, yeah. I do actually applaud, and I, maybe I'm different than some, I do sincerely applaud the SBC's movement to make sure that southern baptist affiliated churches are creating cultures where sexual abuse is not going to happen and it's not going to be covered up and so i say that because i think that uh maybe i'm jumping to a conclusion that others wouldn't but that's okay i believe that joshua harris is part of the casualty group that have been impacted or at least wounded by this sexual abuse issue within the church. How's that?
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's just stuff that I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff um, that I know in my head, um, sexual abuse, stuff like that, that I know has gone um, behind closed doors in churches. Um, There's a lot of stuff that I could say that by only by the grace of God, am I only, if, am I still a part of it? And I'm here doing what I'm doing today Um, Because if I based it on what people do, um, I would be long gone. But, you know, Christianity is not based around the people. It's based around the person of Jesus Christ. And so whenever I see this stuff go down, I know I have a standard by which to judge that these things are horrible and they're wrong and they need to be called out and they need to be handed over to the authorities and uh, taken care of. Um, That's what the state's for. God is the God Mm. of the state no matter if the people and the officials believe in him or not or worship him or not doesn't matter he is the God over the state and that's where these people need to go and so my realization of Sola Scriptura everything that's now in Harris's world gone Um, if it wasn't for uh, that I would be gone too and it probably wouldn't be good for me either because you know I'm a very stubborn man I'd have probably become like a nihilist absurdist and, <laughs> you know, so I'm thinking, well, God, you know, Adam, um, like, yeah.
1: it, it just reminds me that anybody can fake Christianity. It's easy. And they can get darn good at it.
0: It's easy whenever so, we are modern day Pharisees and we come up with our own rules and put our fences up around the fences that God has already laid that are sufficient enough. And look what happens. Yeah. So, amen, man. Yeah. So,
1: so yeah, I, I'm, I'm disappointed about yeah. this. I'm saddened. Um, but I'm not surprised. Oh yeah. And I won't be surprised to see others fall. Yeah. And I don't yeah. say that cause I'm a jerk, but I say that because scripture promises us that there's going to be people who fall away.
0: Yep. The book of judges and is so, still relevant today. There's round and round. Yeah. You have been listening to the tag. your it podcast. We thank you so much for listening. With that said, sometimes it's hard to speak truth in the fallen and despairing world, but because of God's grace, we know the gospel that Jesus saves, and that's the gospel we proclaim and proclaim. So until next time, solely, Deo Gloria.